What's up, Jordan? Wow. That was, I'm a little impressed on that one. I'm very impressed. Yeah. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel like I couldn't even try to try to beat you on that one at all. So I'll leave it. I'll let you have that one and uh, continue on. <laughs> I got it. Well, uh, I gotta ask something of you, Brian. Yeah. Go ahead. What it is? What it is? I mean, what it is, man? What, what it what is? What it is? Uh, well, what it is, I think you're asking me, how is everything going in my life? Uh, yeah, what it is. <laughs> what it is. Uh, things are good, man. Things are really good. Been a busy last couple of days. Um, it feels like I haven't talked to you forever, but it's only been a week, I guess, since we last last really talked. I mean, we've talked a couple of days this week, but... Um, yeah, we talked on the phone, too. Yeah, multiple times, but it feels like I haven't really talked talk to you for a, a while, but it's only been a week. Um, yeah. but no, life is, life is good. Uh, <clears throat> been, you know, working and riding and taking care of the animals. And, um, uh, my buddy, my old college roommate was in town, uh, for a little bit, caught up with him and it was, it was good, man. It was really good. You know, I, I hear you. Um, life's good over here. Good. I, good. You might hear some people in the background. I, uh, am, um, I'm out on the back patio of Carlos with my Zoom H6 recorder, not sponsored, um, <laughs> and we are getting ready for a Cinco de Mayo party. So yeah. uh, you might hear people filing in, um, and in- or you might just hear Erica and Corey enjoying shots of around. tequila and my dogs. Yeah, of course, Cinco de Mayo, bro. I, what, what better way than to drink Mexican alcohol? Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> no worms though. I, I haven't been able to find any worms. Oh um, my goodness. So. Brian, I, not to belabor the point or the topic of this podcast, but I'm really busy. You, like, can we get moving yeah, on? Yeah, you know, you don't, uh, you don't have much time, so I guess uh, we should pretty much get this uh, topic going. Which, well, I just feel busy. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm not sure if I should uh, be happy for you or uh, worried about you because, you know, we all do it to ourselves, and we we get into this uh, this busyness, and we we find ourselves finding more uh, satisfaction with our lives the busier we are right I mean have you can you can you speak on on that at all well yeah I mean so that's the topic of this podcast yeah, right yeah the topic busyness. Is busyness so we're like getting down to busyness <laughs> to defeat the Huns <laughs> <laughs> let's get down to busyness let's do you even know what that's from no I don't. <laughs> Seriously? No, I don't. I can't believe that's falling on deaf ears. Yeah. That's from Mulan, bro. Oh. <laughs> My apologies. I'm talking I've... about I'm talking about Huns. Yeah, you no, know? it makes sense and I didn't know where that reference came from. I was wondering where it came from. I'm like, all right, I'm sure Jordan will explain it to me. Okay. Well anyway, I don't know. So yeah, so we're gonna be talking about busyness. Um something that I think is it's it's a really salient topic. And I think it's something everyone can relate to. I agree wholeheartedly. Like, when have you, I mean, I'm sure that everyone's had a conversation or many, or they have them often where you have, you you essentially describe how busy you are all the time. (laughs) I feel like every time you catch up with friends or talk about 
what went on, you're like, oh yeah, man, I've been working 16 hours today, and you know, I, you know, I'm so, so busy, busy at work, and do, you know, so yeah. on and so forth, and it kind of, you know, it's it's a way that we use, I use, and I can speak for myself, and I'm only assuming most everybody else is like this too, but you feel like you legitimize yourself the busier you are, right? And like you're actually doing something worthwhile if you spend every waking moment. Be trying to be productive of uh, you know in terms of work or something like that. Yeah, I I relate there, and so the the way we came about uh, this topic is, um, I was just scrolling through. I get article recommendations and stuff from LinkedIn. Yeah, and this is one that came up. It was um, I, I can't remember the title of the article. We can share a link of it on our Facebook page, but it, it coined this term that um, the the term is time famine. Yep. Like we are in a famine for time, which is really, really funky because like, let's put some stats. I'm just taking this from the article and it's probably kind of, you know, not concrete, but I think we can all for the sake of just visualizing the concept, use some figures here. So let's just say technology allows us to do things faster, right? So that's why we invent technology. It's kind of like to better our lives. And one of the figures that the article spits out is that um, we can do um, in 29 hours what it take used to take us 40 hours to do. Yet we're still working 40-hour weeks and then some, right? Overtime, all this crap. So why? Yeah, it's why do we do that, right? You know, it's it's interesting. I think you know my my first initial thoughts when I read that, and I think I remember they talking like a, a stay-at-home mom right they they talked about the invention of uh you know washing machines and and how much more laundry now that a uh, that i say a, a stereotypical stay-at-home mom could be a stay-at-home dad uh but how much more what? laundry is now done with the invention of the washing machine was supposed to be to help make everything faster right well now we require right. a, a different level of cleanliness that requires more washing and then Yes, the technology helps you get quicker, but now we hold ourselves to a higher standard. So the reason why we still work 40 hours, even though the technology we've created can do everything in 29 hours, because now we can get done in 40 hours, which used to take us probably 60 hours, right? So we're, we're, we're holding ourselves to a higher standard now because the standard can go higher. We're, we're increasing yeah. our ceiling. Um, and that's kind of why I think that, yeah, we could get done in 29 hours what took us 40 um, but that doesn't mean we should start working 29 hours. That means we can get more work done in 40 hours now. Yeah, but at what cost? I think so we can put a pin in that or like a, an asterisk on that because I think that there are real repercussions to this whole idea of I got to be busy or I got to be doing stuff all the time. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I'm not saying it's it's a positive thing. I'm saying that's pro- yeah. kind of what, what, uh, what I think is the thought process of why why technology is not really helping us in the sense of giving us more time it, yeah. it's actually making us more stressed and more and more busy more busy busier i think is the word i'm looking busier. for um <laughs> <laughs> and because it just increases it increases that ceiling that we can get to right so so why not try to then find that because we're i feel like we're creatures of trying to find our limits and the minute we get to a limit, yeah. we now create something that gets us past that limit. Like, let's say we're, we're fascinated with records, right? World records, whether it be sports or, yeah. you know, strange feats. And we're constantly trying to b- 
beat somebody else's or our own record and and limit right so we try to look for that technology to continue to maximize what we can get out of something uh but it it does it has negative uh ramifications and repercussions on your health on your life on your relationships um it's if not managed and not recognized i think it can have a lot of negative effects agreed i mean i think that that's a, so what this kind of brings up to me is like you're you described beating records or like so in the olympics or we're kind of pushing ourselves to to the next level to see what we can do and what we're capable of yep i think that's awesome and i think that really kind of that describes in few words the human spirit like did we have to uh, like did people have to cross the ocean and come to America no okay so there may have been some more like motivating factors like they wanted to get away from a crappy situation start a new life like that kind of stuff but like there were people that once they got to America like had land and why'd they need to go west it's kind of like what, what I think of is that I don't know who I'm sure this is this quote could be attributed to somebody but and I want to think it was like the first person that climbed Everest or something like that, but or documented person to climb Everest. But basically, the question is why climb that mountain? And the answer is because it's there. Huh. Have you have you heard I've, that? I've before? heard something like that before. Yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. So basically, why the question not? I have, however, yeah, why not? Like, I want to test my limits. I want to test my capabilities. And I think there's a you know. In all of us, there are varying degrees and levels of that spirit. And my question is, who gives a crap? Like, who gives a flying crap about how many emails they've sent? Clearly, Corey gives a flying crap. I heard that. Um, well, that's actually David. David's making an appearance uh, on the on the podcast. <laughs> Hey, David. David just arrived to the Cinco de Mayo party. You can call me Dave. Dive. You can call me Too Cool Chris. <laughs> Thanks for bringing the Tecate. Okay, so back to my question, Bri. Who gives a crap of, like... Uh, maybe that's the question. Like, why spend that extra 11 hours? If we're, if we're drawing that, you know, using those figures, 29 hours versus 40 hours, why... You know, who cares about sending more emails or maybe I'm just kind of jaded about like my current situation, my job. Um, And, you know, I I understand that jobs have all jobs have crap, right? Every job is. And I guess that 11. Yeah. Those 11 hours. I don't know. Like they're not it's not it wouldn't all be emails, but it's kind of like maybe it's begging the question of like, you know. I think it's a bad. I think I'm going to jump in here, and I think it's a balance. Yeah. Um, I think. I see. I'm. I, taken from my personal ex- experiences, we, you know, man, I I found that I find some joy in the fact that I'm around, and like I got I got some sort of satisfaction to the, the the fact that I could say that I worked 16 hours for the day. But when you really come down and look at how productive I was during those 16 hours, 
I, I would think that was probably, you know, going back to like the time when I was deployed, you may be productive for maybe eight out of the 16 hours. The other eight hours of those 16 were spent either just kind of being around and, and being in a position to potentially be and, yeah, be present, a, a management type of, you know, uh, remember we used to call it management by walking, just like walking around and, <laughs> and doing yeah. and being there, um, a presence for, for answering questions or stuff like that. Um, and I think that is important, but I also think that no, based on my personal experiences, whether I stayed there for 12 hours, 16 hours, eight hours, I'm only going to be productive for that small amount of time. And I find that I kind of just will just make more filler if I'm there for 16 hours as opposed to 10 hours. And so I've kind of come to the, the realization these days, like right now I'm in a position where I'm earning an hourly uh, wage, right? And so if I don't work, yeah. I'm not getting paid. However, comma, yeah. if I am finding myself where I'm just sitting counting the clock and waiting to leave and not being productive for either myself or work, I'm wasting yeah. I'm wasting my time. Yeah, I'll be wasting money by not continuing to stay at work, but it's only going to make myself you know, just more miserable. So why not leave work early if there's nothing for me to do? Yeah, I won't get paid, but then I can go spend time riding horses on the ranch or I can go read a book or take a nap or do something that's a little bit more enjoyable. I'm going to get, I, I might get more satisfaction out of it. Yeah. I won't have that extra, you know, $15 in my pocket, but who cares? Like when it comes down to it, okay, if I have to pay it's a mortgage, then that, that, that's something to look at, but you yeah. need to find that balance. The balance of is my productivity by just sitting at a job for 16 hours a day is that really making something? Or am I in a job where I'm literally engaged for all 16 hours and which is probably pretty damn tiring? It's pre- yeah, it's probably exhausting and I'd argue very rare. Right? Yeah. The only the only thing I can think of where like uh, I was in a job like that is camp. And we like we did that. We worked like 16 plus hour days yep. and we were constantly going but I think it's different because we were younger then, and we had energy for it, and everyone was doing it. So there was kind of this social pressure to. Yeah, but the, but it also keep on going it also on, didn't feel right? like work too. Like it did. It did not feel like no, work. I, it didn't feel like work in the sense that we were really enjoying what we were doing, and plus we did have times where you could just take a deep breath and maybe have a little bit of a break in, in between all that. But yeah, no, right. I mean little breaks. Yeah, not huge, yeah. Uh, but enough to kind of reset, recharge, and go. But again, it, yeah. It also, I think there's something to be said looking at it in the sense that it didn't feel like work, right? It felt like, yeah, it felt like a life, a lifestyle. It was doing things that we enjoyed doing. So, and I'm not saying that work needs to feel like something you don't enjoy. And hopefully that's what you find in life is you find that position, that job, that responsibility that, that makes you money doing things that you really enjoy doing. Well, let me ask you this, Brian, when we were at camp, would you describe the time we spent doing what we did as busyness or as productivity? Um, I would say, man, if I had to put a percentage to it, I would say 80% productivity and 20% busyness. Okay. So I'm interested, like, where are those numbers coming from? I, I, I would say that, okay, you look at some of the things we do. We, yeah. we uh, had breakfast with our troops. So the first thing you did is you went up with your scouts and kind of conversed with them. Get them ready for the day. Get yeah. them through an inspection. Product productivity. Then you go to breakfast and you're yeah. singing uh, and you're eating. Okay, there's some productivity. There's some 
slackiness that you know some some downtime as you travel from one place to the next then you're going in and you're teaching merit badge classes for the first couple three hours of the of the morning productive you're helping teach you're helping uh, instruct on whatever it may be lunch same thing as breakfast you go into your free time in the afternoon and you're either being productive by helping scouts do things or you're sitting on your thumb waiting for scouts to come around depending on whether you're in nature or waterfront right Dinner, same as the other two meals, and then an evening activity, which was either somewhat productive in the sense that you did some sort of acting skits or games or um, some sort of self-reflection, and then you hit the sack. So I, that's kind of where I, I would yeah. say 80-20. Well, what, what – okay, so what differ, what like distinguishes or differentiates busyness from productivity? I don't think they're synonymous, but I also th- I think they can be synonymous in. No, I would say they can be synonymous. I can they can be interchangeable, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say always interchangeable. Yeah, I can say busy people so, can be productive, but just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. Right, you can you can make yourself busy. Yep. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I would say I don't know. This is kind of where my mind's going with it. Just the root of the word. So productivity, like product. Yep or production like we can look at it like at the end of being productive is a product to show Something for it maybe potentially tangible or um or or even yeah, emotion, what's like, weird like a thought or something i don't know yeah like at camp there wasn't there wasn't like a tangible product no. i think the product was seeing the transformation of children like or the transformation of these kids and that was kind of just a pro like that whole end result was a product of the system i think yep. And we we were a part of the system that helped facilitate that end. I agree. We were really busy doing so. But what about this, Brian? It's a mind state, or it's like a it's a mindset. That busyness or productivity is a mindset. Either or both. I don't know. I'm kind of trying. I, like I'm thinking out loud, kind of. I'm wrapping my head yeah. around it because I I, I mean I, there's something to that. I mean I think people. Um, busyness as a mindset in the sense that they, you know, I don't, I, I know I see where you're getting at, but I, I can't put words, words to it either. Well, let's think about this, for example. Um, I don't know. And I'm also kind of like thinking that there has some discipline to do with it. Right. So like it's, it's the difference between being mindful and mindless. It's kind of where my mind's going with it. Okay. Is I can mindlessly just do tasks and not be motivated and like, uh, why am I doing this? And you could uh, be I don't busy. See the point. You could be busy, but they're mindless yeah, tasks. Yeah, and that would be like that would be busyness. Whereas I can actually kind of take a meta approach to it, elevate myself above the situation I'm in, analyze it and say, okay, what really needs to be done here? Like and and it kind of comes down to maybe like prioritization. Like I have I have let's just say twenty tasks to do. Well, one of those tasks might involve sending twenty emails, and may not uh, you know may take eighty percent of my time for the day. Yeah. May take six hours, um, or w- whatever. And then I could maybe bust off nineteen things off my list in the same amount of time. And then I don't know with, with that momentum and that drive and, and that energy, 
like approach the more mindless task with more intention or like more meaning. Does that make sense? No, I, I, I feel like this is kind of like, I, I see what you mean. I, I know. I definitely see what you mean. Yeah. You have to prioritize, like you said, you have to prioritize what's important. Um, and you, you, there is something to be said of, I am a big person in creating a task list and getting the satisfaction of crossing something off a task list, however small or big it may be. Right. And yeah. Oh my yeah. My mom used to, to, to tell me, you know, when I get overwhelmed that I had too much to do, I had so many tasks that so you, you, like you, you had the 20 emails and the 19 other tasks, right? There's so much to do. Yeah. All she, she would always tell me, just do something, just do something to cross off something on your list, whether it means tying your shoe or baking a cake, do something yeah. productive and it will help you recage your mind and create some yeah. focus. And yeah. I still think of that to this day where it's like, man, I have so much crap to do. I have this whole list of things I need to get done today. And it almost gets paralyzing in the sense that how am I ever going to get this done? Right? Well, it's, o- yeah. it's only going to start by knocking something off that list. Right. And so you got to do it. It doesn't have to be the biggest thing. Like you said, it could be the small 19 things to then get your ready for mindset ready for that big uh, 20 emails. So no, I I, I definitely yeah. think that's that's a, a, a logical way of thinking about things. Yeah, but you know, I I think it's also you know going back to this uh, you know idea from the article about busyness and productivity and and how we as Americans, um, you know, like you know, don't or kind of take pride in being super busy and productive. But when you look at it, yeah. there was the stats. And again, these are stats from this article. I haven't gone in back. There's, we haven't, you know, confirmed them in, in his sources or anything like that. But if I remember correctly, the United States was the fifth most productive nation in the world. But yet it was of the top five. We had the longest work weeks of all of, all of them. Um, whereas other, other, yeah. I think Denmark was the most productive and the happiest. And they only work like an average of 30, 33 hours 33 a week. hours a week. So it was interesting. Yeah. You know, so what is that? I, th- I think that's obviously it's a, it's a culture and a mindset clearly. Um, yeah. And I think, well, yeah. It has so to do with to that point. I, I think it's really interesting that we not, I don't think we always do. Maybe it's generational. You know, I think of my parents' generation, dude, my parents are workers. Yeah, they work and they have the mentality that like, that's what you do and, um, good on them. Like they've worked hard their entire lives and they've uh, been able to get the life that they have now because they're hard workers. And I don't, you know, I'm not discouraging hard work. I think that is a critical component to success and whatever you're doing. Is, is being able to put your head down and do the work. Um, I think what comes up with, you know, the different generations is we were kind of raised, I don't know if you feel this way, Brian, but, you know, I think that we were raised to in, in like, real comfort. Like, I was raised with a really comfortable childhood. Agreed. And my parents... As was I. My parents, yeah, they did their best to make sure that I had a, a lot of opportunity, um fun whenever I wanted it pretty much, you know, they taught me some, uh, you know, some values like hard work and 
being kind to people and all those things that parents teach their kids. But, um, I grew up in a different world where like I had a lot more things than my parents did growing up. I had, you know, a lot of friends, a lot of access to fun activities and things like that. And then I'd also say that I've, I've it kind of helped me. Well, I don't know if it's help or hurt, but like I've developed this attitude of like really early on, like questioning why am I doing things? And I have a really hard time. Like if I can't see the meaning or purpose in what I'm doing, whether it be at work, uh, mostly at work, right? Like that's the biggest place that I feel like I'm entrapped where like I have to be there because I have to make money because I have to afford a house and I have to afford a car and this lifestyle that I've kind of set myself up for. Do you feel that way or I, I used to feel that way. I, I feel that uh, way less now. Um, yeah. I, you know, with this new kind of transition in my life, I, I really enjoy going to work every day and I enjoy spending time with my coworkers and, and doing that work. And then again, like I've, I've yeah. come to the realization that, Hey man, if I'm not being productive and there's no, and it's not like I'm walking away from something, you know, I need mm-hmm. to do, then why am I spending my time here? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like I have to sit here and answer phones for eight hours. Like if I'm not being productive, I'm not, I mean, I'm wasting my company money and I am, you know, might as well not be there. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. And so that brings up this, um, just kind of coincidentally, I'm reading this book right now called the four hour work week. And by read, if any of you know me, you know what I mean by read. It means audiobook. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I'm audiobooking that. And um, even still, I'm it's so slow going. I can't sit down and listen to an audiobook or I don't know. I just get distracted. But the, the whole idea and premise behind that, um, at least so much as I've read, is like do more with less. Like we're kind of just programmed in our society to think that the only way to do it and the only way to make a living is to spend 40 hours doing it. Um, and it's hard cause that's how our society is structured, right? Yes. You're not a full-time employee unless you're working what I think it's 32 hours plus. Okay. Yep. Um, and then like, so you don't get health insurance benefits if you're not full-time and if you do, it's part-time benefits and whatever. It just, it's, you're kind of structured to fit into this, mold of well if i'm gonna you know have health insurance which that's kind of important you know like i could get sick and it'd be good to have you know have myself covered if i needed to go to the hospital but um the whole premise of this book is like man how much will you kick yourself if you work a job that you hate and it, I, it's, I don't know. I really resonate with this. I've kind of thought this before I even read this book, but like I am not going to work and be miserable my entire life until I'm 65 to claim. So I can claim social security benefits that won't even be there. <laughs> that I've been paying into my whole life. And then, you know, at that point in time, my body will be more frail. I'll have missed out on my prime years and then, but Hey, you know what? I won't have to work. And I can do whatever I want. Bullshit. Do you do you get what I'm I, saying there? It's I like, agree with you 100. percent And it's kind of the yeah. It's kind of the it's the norm that we have given ourselves. Work hard until you're able to retire, and then you can relax and have fun. 
right? Well, yeah. now your body's in such a state where I'd rather relax and have fun at a younger age when I can go and do more yeah. things than in, in, throughout my yeah. entire life than wait to the very end. It kind of goes back to what we talked about in the inheritance thing, right? If, if you could find a way to not save all that money up and spend it through your entire life so that when you did pass away, right – there's nothing really to yeah. worry about because you've had those those wonderful experiences through your entire life. Like, I think, and it's but however, comma it's a lot harder said than done. Like you said, there's things we need to do, like pay pay rents, pay mortgages, um, have uh, health insurance. Um, we yeah. need to pay for well, food, you know, our car, our gas, gasoline. So you got to find the ability to balance it and find. Not not necessarily find that well, high paying job that 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 you work little, but just yeah. you got to find a balance. You have to find a balance. Well, that yeah, that brings up a really good point or a really interesting question is so who's responsible for how quote busy we are? We are. It always comes back to our theme of this podcast. Right. You are the only right. one that can affect yourself. Right. So you are responsible well, for how busy you are. You decide whether yeah. to get a job what job you have, what to spend your, your time in your day on. Yeah. I think the challenge then though, is that, you know, it's kind of getting back to your point, balancing and being like aware of the things we're doing. It's so easy to be mindless or to go and into cruise control and kind of just fall in line and like, well, you know, this is all right. Like, well, I got to have a house. So, that means I have to have a job that pays that much money. Like it, it raises some real questions that challenge my fundamental belief system. Why do I have to have a house? Do I have to have one? You have to? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. However, comma, like there are other things in my life that may require having a house. Like what if I want to, you know, raise children? Is a house the best place to do that? Is it the best way? Could I raise kids in an apartment? I don't know. I like, and I don't think there are any concrete answers to this. I, they're more rhetorical questions, but um, it raises this question that kind of gets to this whole busyness thing. Yeah, we have a limited number of years in our life to live and to do with what we want to and what we have to. How are we going to do that? Yeah, it. it... It brings me to, and I, I'm going to butcher the quote, um, and I can't verbatim re, uh, re, recite who said it in, in the context, but in that article, it talked about this lady who's pretty pretty successful in what she does, and she said that you know there is enough time in our days to do everything that we find important. Yeah. And it's so true, man. Interesting. You know, how many times have you found that Oh, I don't have enough time in my day to go to the gym or work out, right? I don't have enough time to yeah. read a book or I don't have enough time to do this. Well, that's a lie. You do, but it's not important well, enough for you to make time to do that. It's just not you don't value it's not it. it's not valued by you, and that's not good or bad. It's yeah. just not what you value. What you value could be yeah. watching the latest Game of Thrones episode, right? Or going yeah. on a bike ride, or you value something else other than what you are complaining about not having time for. Yeah, you make time. You have, so, there is enough time in your day for the things that are important to you, unless it's 
a 25 hour movie marathon, then clearly there's not enough hours in the day for a 25 hour movie marathon. So you're going to have to stretch it a little bit. So yeah. So, so all right, trolls tell me that I'm wrong there. Go for it. But I, I think there's something behind that. I really do. You know, so there's this concept. Um, I, I mean, you've, you've just described the concept, I think, but it's um, this idea of applying a budget. So you and I talked recently, well, a month or so ago about budgeting. Yep. And, you know, you have X dollars to spend on whatever you need to spend it on. So let's think about the things we need to do, like, or the ne- things we need to have. Um, in my case, house. So house, you know, f- you know, let I don't, I guess I like, depends on how fundamental you want to get. Do I need to have electricity? I guess not. But like, yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I do. It's something that you value. (laughs) Right. It's something that I value. Um, So I have to pay for electricity. I have to pay for water. I have to pay for the mortgage and all these things. Right. And then I have X number of dollars to spend on things that I want or goals that I have. Like if I want to travel to Europe, for example, I need to save X amount of dollars. Or if I want to buy a new piece of musical equipment, I need to have X number of dollars to do that. Um, So the same concept applies to time. And it's kind of weird because I'm very, I'm much more of a spontaneous person where, um, you know, fly by the seat of my pants. I can't, I can't plan every single detail of my life out and put it on a calendar and then follow it. I drive myself nuts. You know what I'm saying? I don't because I'm the opposite. I like to plan everything out, but I do, I do understand everything. I, not everything, but I'm a, I am a detail oriented. Right. You person. don't plan when you're going to take a poop. Oh, I, it's, it just it's happens. on my calendar as a reminder. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Poop time. Continue. Yes. I understand. I understand what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, so the concepts, it's equivalent, right? So I get to choose with my time what I'm going to do and what I value. And, um, you know, I've heard it said before, like, if you want to see what someone values, look at two things. One, their pocketbook. Two, their calendar. And that'll tell you what they value in life. And I think that raises a really good question, which kind of, I don't know, it, it maybe gets to the heart of this whole busyness thing. Like, or maybe not, but like the question is then it's a, it's a tough one or maybe it's not for some people, but you have to kind of come to Jesus. You got to sit down and be real with yourself. What do you value? And then having the discipline to do it. Right. Agree. That is, that is where you need to find those root, those root values and goals and, and what, what are you in this life for? You know, maybe you are and you want a million dollars and that's your end goal and you're going to yeah. get satisfaction from it. Yeah. So then maybe working 60 hours a week is what you should be doing. And we're not speaking to maybe those, it is. those people. Or maybe maybe we are speaking to those people and we're, we're just only reaffirming what you want and in, in what you want out of life. But maybe your goal is to have a family and spend time with your family, but yet give them a comfortable life. And you're trying to find that balance. And that's where you got to look at. Yeah. Um, I was just talking to my buddy, Chad. He's, uh, he's now he's taking a big, big jump and, uh, deciding to change his career, you know, at the age of 32, uh, two kids under the ages of, of three, 
you know, and wow. you know, and, and not only taking a career jump, but is moving from California to Texas. So, okay. In, in our discussions of should I or should I not do this with, you know, for him, you know, should he not, should he or should he not do this? It was when you come home at night, are you satisfied with what you have done during the day? And if you're not, that will emanate, that will find itself and manifest itself in your relationship with your family. Interesting. If you get joy and satisfaction out of your work, then you're more likely, you're more apt to have a healthier relationship with your family. So do what you are going, do the job that you're going to find is more satisfaction for you at the end of the day. So that when you go home and you be back with your family, you're not thinking about the shitty th- job that you just had. You could have shitty days, but you're not always just miserable coming home from work. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, that's kind of what we so, talked about. And that, I, I mean, hats off to Chad for, I think, having that. I don't know how that came to be. It seems maybe like he had kind of an honest conversation with himself like about what he values yeah i mean which maybe yeah maybe that's the takeaway from this i don't know like i i don't know if it gets if it answers the question of why we're so busy but like it's obviously important to know what you value so that you know how to budget your time yeah and and make yourself Make yourself busy with the things that make you happy. And I think that's what it comes down to is is busy yourself with things that you're going to enjoy and and give you the satisfaction and the, um, uh, lack of a better word, enjoyment in your life. Let me ask you a question, Go Brian. Do... Um, I think I've had to phrase this. Is being busy just in our nature as humans or do we, do you think like it's kind of a social thing that we've come to fear idleness or the laziness or like we fear being coined a lazy person in human nature? I wouldn't say that in American culture. Yeah. I would think that we have a negative connotation of people who are lazy uh, and, and don't work. Um, yeah. And I think that, I mean, for, for, for likely and and understandable purposes, like I don't want to, I don't want to associate myself with somebody that's not willing to work as hard as I am, um, in a, in a workforce situation, right? Like I want to surround myself with people that are willing to give as much, um, as, as I'm giving and, and shoot, that goes for relationships too, right? I want to be in a relationship with somebody that's willing to give as much effort to that relationship. Uh, as I'm giving to the relationship. So when you feel that people are not working to their full potential and being idle and lazy, uh, I, I can see where that, that uh, disdain comes from. However, comma, doesn't mean you need to go the, the exact opposite and just be so busy and engaged that they not, now you're not, now you're not incorporating your relationships on the on the other side. You're too busy to, to be with somebody, right? So, uh, again, yeah. it's, it's a happy balance. But I think in our culture, we reward people who spend more time 
busying themselves than we do for people that sit back and just kind of relax more. Yeah. Well, here, so here's here's what's really funny about the whole like work your ass off thing. And it just kind of came to me, but like, and we work our asses off or work so hard to get to a point where we can be what, Brian? Idle and lazy. <laughs> Idle and lazy, man. Like, it's so paradoxical. It's like, well, uh, and it makes no sense. Like, I need to work so hard, so freaking hard. And if that's your personality to work freaking hard, I guarantee you by the time you're 65. You're going to stop working hard. You're not going to stop and start no, being lazy. No, you're not. So, no, you're not. So, yeah, like. That's that's I think we hit on something pretty important there, which is, man, it's you got to know your values. You got to know what is important to you in your life. Otherwise, you're going to have a real rude awakening come retirement time. Like if you are just doing a job like granted, like let's do some simple math. And, you know, I'm totally unabashedly stealing this from the four hour work week. It's just a concept, though. Like he articulates it really well. Who's richer, Brian? So let's say I work 60 hours a week and make $100,000 a year. Okay, that's a healthy paycheck. That could buy me quite a bit of stuff. Um, You work 20 hours a week but only make $50,000 a year. Okay. Who's richer? I'm richer. You're richer. I mean, that's, that's basic math because you have much more free time to do with what you want or what you will, right? Correct. And so, like, monetarily, I mean, and, and it kind of depends on goals, right? If I if I need or feel like I if I feel like I need or if I really want a ten thousand square foot house, it's going to cost me a couple mil or a million or whatever. Like, if that's really what I want, then I may have to put in those hours depending on, you know, the pay rate and whatever I'm doing. But that kind of begs the question, is that what I really want? Yeah, because you're not saying like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and be idle and wait for something to come to me. You, I mean, you gotta you got to balance it, like we said, and balance seems to be overly used, and I, I, I wish I had a better way of describing it. But you have to find, again, what you value and what, what it is that is going to continue to make you happy um, without going against your morals and, and, uh, and ethics. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, one thing I find is difficult is it's difficult to wrangle my brain and just kind of like the automatic type of thinking. Like I feel the stress of life, man. I see it's so weird. I just think I have to check myself because sometimes I'm like, well, my house isn't that great. When really, in truth, it's a house, and it's great. Like, it needs a little TLC, but it's like you go to some other people's houses that are, like, really nice and new and clean and, like, updated and modern and all those things. It's kind of this keeping up with the Joneses mentality. You can get swallowed by it. Or then you got to take a look at it, and there's people who don't even have houses, man. They're homeless. Yeah. There you have it. I think that's... I don't know. It, it, maybe it's a matter of perspective and saying. It absolutely well, is a matter of perspective. Absolutely a matter of perspective. <laughs> I, 
Yeah. So, I don't know, Brian. I feel like this has been kind of, I I mean, it's been really eye-opening for me. I, but it, one thing, like, what, what have we learned from this discussion? Like, how will we move forward with this, like, knowledge that we have or this you know the discussion we've had and the things that we've identified and actually apply it to our lives and um hopefully improve our lives yeah. you know propagate positivity if you will if you will uh one one way oh, i will that, uh, you can do it and now how i can do it is just sit back and i like that idea of making a uh, a time budget you know and, and figuring out how i'm spending my time and how i want to spend my time and is it really mirroring with uh the goals that i want and uh really taking that self-reflection of where I am and what I spend my time doing. And am I going to, you know, really enjoy this uh, now instead of waiting 30 more years to enjoy something. So, yeah, I think that requires a, I don't know, like it's a healthy dose of honesty oh, or like humble pie. It's even tough. like it, it's, it is rough. Like, because there are comforts that come with security, right. With a job that, affords you health benefits and affords you a consistent paycheck. Like, I don't know what Chad's new job is. Hopefully it's, you know, stable and allows him to consistently provide for his family. But, um, you know, to take a, a, a leap of faith like that, I think takes some bravery, but you know, what's funny is like most cases you hear and maybe it's just because, you're hearing the successful cases because people don't want to talk about their failures. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but like, I, I never hear people that say I regret following my heart or I regret, you know, it was scary and I was full of fear when I quit that, when I quit my job to go full time doing podcasts or starting that photography company that I always wanted to do or whatever it may and be. Even if it fails, I don't think those people have regrets. Right. Well, it, yeah. Just taking that risk is, I don't know, it kind of like raises the question of like, well, what if I died next year? Yep. I probably would have regretted more not doing what I truly wanted to do than not earning more money. Like, had I actually done that and failed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I think one of the keys is just to just get out of debt. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I, I want to be out of debt so bad. Cause then, oh, man. but, but maybe that's a mindset, you know, I could probably quickly be like, get out of debt if I like fixed my house up and then sold it. That's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do it. Absolutely. Well, I could fix my house up and sell it and probably pay my car or at least my student loans or something off with it. And then I would be debt free. However, comma, I would not have a house. <laughs> So I don't know. It's kind of a balance, it's but a balance. I don't know. That's that's what to take away from this all, man. Is just taking a deep look inside, finding your values, and finding the balance. And I think that's the best way you can go about doing it. And that's true for yeah. pretty much every subject we've talked about. Yeah. Focus on being productive and doing something than just being busy. Focus on changing yourself, not other people. That's a good one. I like that. Um, in truth, Brian, you know, unless we're getting into real nitty gritty astrophysics and stuff, I think the numbers aren't exactly 24 hours. They may be a little more, a little less. But for the purposes of this podcast, we have 24 hours in a day 
and we get to decide what we're going to do with those. That we do. You know what I'm going to do with you mine? You know what I'm... Be a Not dick? Not be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so with those 24 hours, don't be a don't dick. Don't be a dick. Use to... Yeah, use those 24 hours to, you know... Spend an hour listening to however Do good comma. things. But do not, when you're sitting down making your time budget, do not allocate any time for being a dick. Don't. You should allocate time to while you're doing other things and not just you know listening to our podcast. But right, put on some uh, put on some uh, food and cook while you listen to us, or take us take us along on your drive yeah. to work or something like that. Uh, we really appreciate you guys doing this. You know what to, you know what this episode is, Jordan? Number ten. It's episode numero ten. Yeah, we've talked about doing questions. Um, I think uh, "diez" is the Spanish word for ten. By the it's way, it's "diez." Um, That's right. Happy Cinco de Mayo, "diez" episode. We talked about doing questions from <laughs> users, but uh, didn't have enough to do them, so we'll do that some other time. Um, yeah, we will do it some other time. We we have, however, received some feedback. A lot of feedback, and we yeah, we continue to receive feedback, and I don't know. Uh, it's, I guess it's worth noting, uh, that Brian and I are trying to allocate a little bit more time, um, in our time budgets to doing more administrative, however, comma type things. So just to give you an idea of what that looks like is, um, instead of taking time to, um, record, record podcasts and edit podcasts and get them out to you, which is like, you know, that's up there towards the top of our priority list. Um, we're trying to think of ways that we can grow our listenership, thinking of ways that we can um, systematically incorporate feedback into our podcast to make it better for you all. And for us, we care about it too. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. And it's worth noting that um, we have established, uh, we have a phone number that you can call us at now. I'm not going to give it to you just yet because we haven't worked out the logistics on how to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> but let it be known that a phone number will be coming that you can actually pick up your phone and call us. Um, and most likely it will just go to a voicemail, but you can call and leave us uh, voice messages, which will allow us to put your voice on a podcast. That so would be awesome. I think it'd be really cool to incorporate feedback um, in the actual voice of people's people's. <laughs> Unless you're a troll and it's just like beepity beep beep beep, you suck. You suck. You suck, you guys. <laughs> uh, we might not include that. We might though. That It'd might be, be fun. funny. It's, it's the knows? very end after the outro, and you can listen to the very. It's kind of a little uh, teaser at the end. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, also newsworthy or noteworthy, we ordered recently one thousand, however, comma pod. <laughs> Pod, uh, what am, postcards. postcards. There we go. Podcast posters. <laughs> Pod stars <laughs> cards. Pod star cards. Um, so those should be shipping out uh, anytime soon. And thus far, um, Fifers, who has also been great with feedback, um, requested them. And also Roberg's request. Uh, Roberg had requested that we send him a postcard. So we've got two people going to be getting postcards handwritten from yours truly. Uh, highly encourage you if you want one. Visit us on social media uh, on Facebook is probably the best way to do that. Or you can send us a, an email at commapodcasts at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is pretty rudimentary, I'd say. Pretty rudimentary. Uh, it's absolutely <laughs> rudimentary. It's absolutely rudimentary. Uh, 
but uh, we will, um, yeah, uh, it, we're, we're going to spice it up. It's going to get a little bit better, um, kind of as in the spirit of how our comma, incrementally, we're getting better. Um, so, uh, but don't you want to be that person that says, Oh, I was at that website when it was cool, bro. Before it was all corporate and they sold out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yeah. So, so visit us on our website, uh, and send us an email, get on Facebook, let us know you want a postcard and we will send one to you. We are committed to that. Um, I want to, yeah, just one more thanks to all of our seven listeners. Thank you. Um, as a goal, we're trying to reach a thousand by January one of 2018. So we appreciate your help in doing that. If you have friends that like podcasts or even if they don't, but you think they'd find this interesting, feel free to share it with them. Um, share us on social media, uh, just, you know, word of mouth, tell us or tell your friends about us and, um, help us reach our goal of 1000, uh, listeners by the new year. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be really be cool. A lot of fun. Yeah. So, what else, Brian? I feel like that was a good uh, conversation. It was great, man. I've... And I'm looking forward to next week and figuring out what we're going to talk about. Let ready to uh, yeah. have a discussion with uh, all of you too. So, thank you for listening. And uh, remember, don't be a dick and uh, go out there yeah, and don't spread, be dick. Uh, uh, positive thoughts. Do it, Brian. Ryan? Yeah, 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 party, 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 party. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>